the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're still celebrating the new year. I mean, look at us. We're already skating by fly. Whoa. Have you looked at the calendar today? Yeah, it's Saturday, but wherever you are, it might be Tuesday, and I don't know, it could be Friday or maybe a Monday. Why? Because you can listen anytime on podcasts. That's what I was trying to explain to this lady one day. She just, you know, bless her heart. Hey, she's Gen X. I'm Gen X, but she just doesn't get it. She doesn't get podcasting. She goes, well, I missed your show. I said, it's okay, ma'am. She said, well, I'll catch it next week. I said, you don't have to catch it next week. You can get it right now. I said, just type in carrying the burden on your phone and you can go from there. And she was like, yeah, but I thought you said you're on the radio. I said, I am. She said, "Uh, well, I mean, don't I have to listen on the radio? I said, actually, technically, uh, it's all about perspective. And sometimes when you look at life and you look at your life compared to someone else's life, sometimes you realize I think thought that I was okay. I thought I was doing well. I thought I was doing great. My mom always taught me, the one for whom I care, you might not have it as bad as them and vice versa. So you start from the seat of compassion. That is a mantra that I use to help myself to relate to others. One of the first things I do before I jump into the seat of judgment, because I'm not a judge, I'm not an arbitrator, unless I have to be, but yeah, because people, there was a big controversy on the TV shows. Oh, they're just arbitrators. They're not real judges. Well, it's all about definitions. And did you look into their background? Did you actually see what, you know, their background is? Maybe they were a judge and you just listened to the rumors. What if people just listen to rumors about you? Well, she's not a real caregiver. Um, he doesn't really take care of his dad because he hires somebody to come in. That's judgment. So if you're a caregiver or if you're not a caregiver and you're passing that kind of judgment on someone else, then shame on you. Why? Because caregivers have a lot of work to do. We do a lot of work. Caregivers, are you listening? And recipients of care listen to this show as well. So if your wife helps you to do what you need to do, and get what you need because she picks up the medicine. See, what happens is people typecast caregiving. And if your wife is the one that picks up the medicine because you can't, for whatever reasons, I, I heard a married couple basically haggling over who's responsible for what. When you've been married over 50 years and your wife has to go to the drugstore to get your medication because you have to go to dialysis. You're the recipient of her care. Why? Sure, you can have your drugs flown in is what I say sarcastically, meaning delivered. But some drugs they won't deliver. Did you know that? Can we get a gasp? Oh, they don't? No, some they don't. Check with your local pharmacy. In the meantime, don't give people solutions when you think you know, but you don't. How about ask? 
Ask a Caregiver. That's me, Lorraine. So one of the things we're doing this year for 2024, you can ask a caregiver. That's me. Bonafide, certified by who? The Lord and my mom. I told someone else, hey, you'd be surprised. You don't need a certification to be a caregiver. And she was surprised. You don't know. And she looked at me just totally confused. And she was trying to recall all of the caregivers she knew. Well, you don't have to go get your certification. I said, what certification? The certification of life or the certification of cleaning? Uh, certification in errand running? Well, I don't understand. And she was laughing because I was being sarcastic and laughing with her. Oftentimes, people typecast as caregivers. Again, this lady, she did not know that she could listen to this show on a podcasting station. She didn't understand that language. So I said, do you know what podcasts are? She did not. I assumed because she was Gen X like me. So what happens is sometimes people will typecast and assume, and that is a lethal combination, assuming and typecasting. Ah, that one, ooh, that's heavy. Get ready. Contact me online. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. That's the email where you can let me know your thoughts. You can give your clap back. You can disagree. You can tell me your personal details. I don't mind. I can read and I can understand. I can't always relate, but I can understand. It's an option for me to relate to you because that's what I do as a Christian with compassion. Someone had a loved one pass away and they sounded so harsh to me, Lorraine. Now, hey. That wasn't my loved one. And I had to take the seat of patience. I had to take the seat of compassion and definitely non-judgment because I was thinking, man, that person had a loss of someone that close and that's their attitude. You don't know how people react when they lose their loved one. You assume that, oh, that was their loved one of so many years, whether it's a spouse, a sibling, their parent. But you don't know what the relationship was, what it was like, how they actually got along. I remember my mom used to tell me, people tell you what they want you to know, Lorraine. Oh, well, I've lived that life, and she's right. People do tell you what they want you to know. The rest of it, we assume. Did you catch that? So did you catch that? Sometimes we assume way more than we should instead of just asking. Communicate. Because otherwise, when you assume, you're quicker to become the judge. And technically, for us Christians, we're not entitled to judging. It's just plain and simple. Jesus said it, so do it. Just read it. Matthew 7 and 1. We say that a lot here on carrying the burden because people judge us caregivers all the time. They make assumptions. They make judgments. They have opinions that don't matter to us. We're like, are you going to come clean it up? Then don't tell me what trash bags I should buy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You bring your $9 trash bag. Did you hear that? Not the box. I said the $9 trash bag because that person is green and they want to recycle the trash bag for which the incontinence goes into. And they want me to put the incontinence matter into the recyclable trash bag for $9 because I can recycle it. 
So, like I say to other people, and then what should I do with the odor? <gasps> Gasp again. Are we having one of those kind of shows today on carrying the burden? Yes, because someone told me, Lorraine, I think you should go raw and tell people how it really is. You've been too nice. I'm like, yeah, my normal disposition and default is nice. My mom even told me that. However, I can be pretty harsh and pretty cantankerous at times, but I have to be fair because all of the listeners don't relate. Everybody's not a caregiver to the type of matters that I am responsible for, such as my mom with those types of matters. Now, I've told you on this show, if you care, you are a caregiver. But what do you care about? I told my neighbor, you care about your dog, right? Five chihuahuas? I hope so. Well, there you go. So if you have dogs, you're a caregiver. Sure, if you have grandkids, you're a caregiver, plus a babysitter, plus an errand runner and the one that picks them up. You got it. You get it. So when you care, it's a matter of do you share the care Now, that's a mantra we use here on Carrying the Burden because it's something you don't have to do. I tell people all the time, I have options. When they tell me, oh, you're doing so great with your mom, 23 years now. They're like, 23 years? Yeah, we celebrated 23 years and we're still celebrating because she's alive. Now, if she dies, all of that ends. (gasps) Oh, my gosh, don't speak death. Listen, I have a Bible and it says that we all have an expect. Now, don't get Jeremiah twisted in here. Don't write me and tell me that's Jeremiah 29 and 11. Study your Bible. There is a time to be born and there is a time to die. You can take that up with Solomon and the Lord. In the meantime, this is what I know for sure. I have one life to live. Wasn't that a soap opera? I got it. It didn't hit me until I was well into my 30s. The song was so powerful. You only have one life to live. Yes, it was an expression. It was a daytime drama, soap opera, etc. But I really thought that through. Not only do we only have one life to live as Christians, because that's the contingency. There are other religions, people out there that say, hey, you get another life after this one. Well, I'm going to take my Christian route. Stop here and live this life that I have today, and that's it, one day at a time. For caregivers, be careful not to get caught up in the assumptions, the judgment, the insults that people have for you and what you do. I love that question. So what do you do? And my favorite answer is, on what day? And so people are, like, laughing, but I'm serious, and I'm looking at them like, yes, that's the kind of schedule I have. Do you want the whole schedule or the edited version? They laugh again, but I'm dead serious. (laughs) Why? Because people, you don't really hear them say, oh, I have three full-time jobs. How is that? We only get 168 hours in a week. So how is it that you have full-time jobs more than two? How is that? How is it possible? It's possible. Now it's a matter of how the time is divided. So as a caregiver, We have to be so responsible about what? Time management. One of the failures of the people that receive the care. Uh Uh-oh, are you picking on receivers of care today? No, but I want to remind them that receive the care like that married couple. Remember, he has to go to dialysis. And then in the meantime, while he's at dialysis for three hours, 
She ran 16 errands. Oh, that's hard to believe. Listen, who said she got in the car? She might have gone to that one shopping center, and she was able to go to six different stores. There's six of them right there. Yeah, because she got, let's, let's do it. Pick up your pen and your head, pencil, be careful if you're driving, and write them down. How many errands have you done today? None. Are you sure? Look up the word errand. It's kind of deep. Because the bottom line is this. If I have to go from where I am and go somewhere else to execute my energy, my time, and my effort to secure a thing in order to expedite it and bring it back for the purpose of a fulfillment, did you catch that? I might have run an errand. That's an expression that we use in America. We take it for granted. Oh, I have a few errands to run. Well, caregivers often have way more than a few. We usually have a route. (laughs) I remind myself, hey, not only am I, and then I list my titles. Have you done that for 2024 caregivers? Go back over everything you did for 2023, maybe even 2022, And see how much more you've done this year already. We're just in January. As my mother ages, guess what happens? Her responsibilities increase for me, (laughs) not for her. So in this new year, the Lord let her live. She'll get a new birthday. And with new birthdays come more responsibilities. Like what? Um more maybe diagnosis of a thing. Yes, that's already happened. And we're in the new year. She's had three already. Already, yes. And she's got a doctor's appointment today. How is that? On a Saturday? Well, think about it. Some doctors are open Mm -hmm. every day. It's called urgent care. Oh, you can make an appointment at urgent care. No, don't get it twisted. Don't get it confused. The point is that You don't know on what day to expect what when you're a caregiver for a person that has an illness, a disability, and requires your care. You can't anticipate everything. So if you're that perfect planner, uh, throw it away. Let it go. Take a deep breath and say, I release. Because what happens is you bring way more stress onto yourself trying to check off the boxes for each day. Start out the day with, hey, Lord, I'm alive. Thank you. The quickest thing you can say is thank you, Jesus. It's, I'm telling you, a three-in-one. First of all, you get to acknowledge the Lord, who he is. Give him the credit for your life. And then you get to give him thanks. See, in the Bible, there's all types of what are called praises. You'll hear these old British words like, I will extol thee. Okay, that means I'll praise you, God. I mean, I got some hillbilly friends, and they'll be like, I'll praise them. Okay, that sounds good, and you should. But what is praise? It's commendation, celebration. It's exuberance for usually what someone has done. You laud them. We applaud people when they've done a great job, great performance here in my city. Man, all in January, we usually have that big bus with all of these people in it, and you can't see them, but oh, you can see their picture on the outside, and are they beautiful? It's a tour bus of one of the biggest shows that comes to my city, San Diego, every year. People 
make reservations and plans. They go see it. And all you see are these illuminous dancers with all types of flags, banners, beautiful costumes. And they're from a totally different continent. And what is my point? Listen, that takes a lot of planning for you to see a show for two hours. All you saw was them perform. And at the end, you applaud them. But did you ever think about the rehearsals? Uh, Somebody had to sweep the stage that they were on. Mm, Maybe someone had to get their waters for mm, when they're changing in between costumes. The costumes. They have to be clean, don't they? You see where I'm going? All you see are the performers, the performance itself. And then think about it. After this big, beautiful presentation, all that just beautiful dancing and takes your breath away, you're overwhelmed, and you don't applaud at the end of the presentation? Can you imagine going to see your favorite person in concert and they say, thank you, good night, and it's crickets silent. Think about it. No applause. How might the people, the performers, the one that executed all of that greatness feel? I had a conviction years ago. Lorraine, this was the Lord talking to me. If you don't praise me, it's okay. I was like, really? And I felt bad already because I knew something else was coming. And it came quickly. I have rocks. I have rocks right now that will praise me. Matter of fact, um, I'm in heaven and I have angels praising me. So listen. The concept of praise from you is optional. And when I heard that from the Lord to my heart, boy, did I feel convicted and bad. And I made it a point from that point on never to go to my place of worship. And when they say, clap your hands, everybody, to sit there and smile. I made it a point that when I go into the house of the Lord, I'm going smiling, I'm going with energy, because he is my energy source. Why wouldn't I exude the energy that he's given me, provided for me, and then celebrate him when I get to his house? I thought about the etiquette we don't have anymore, seemingly in America, and I share it with this young lady. She's Gen Z-ish, and she really received it. I said, you know, it's important to still say thank you at the end, I, I, I know that, you know, it, this isn't your store, but it still matters to me because I patronize this store and you're their representative. So you're representing the company. She never saw it that way. She told me that. Oh, and she went into it. I never really saw it like that. And then I explained back to her, you're the representative. So put all of that together to say what? We, if you're Christian, we have a command To praise the Lord, we have a command to thank the Lord. All of this is in the Bible. Read the Psalms laid out in all the singing that goes on between Psalm 1 and Psalm 150. It says, sing unto the Lord. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. These are all songs. So if you ever need a song, you just want to sing one without music, and you don't care if you sing in W flat, that's fine. Go for it. Open up the Bible and sing one of those 
songs already written. The lyrics are there. Now, if you happen to play, you know, guitar, piano, hey, you got lyrics right there. 150 lyrics to say what? Thank you, Lord, because some people do not applaud the Lord. No, they don't. So as soon as you wake up, the first thing should be some type of acknowledgement that you can see, you can hear. Do you ever think about it, that you're actually able to see the clock? that you actually heard the alarm? Do you think about it? Usually we're kind of still, you know, coming into awareness. The beauty is that when we're asleep, we're conscious, but we're in the subconscious. Oh, psychologists, get ready. You can connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Now, I learned all that in school, but real life, for those of us that are caregivers, um, we're awakened to all kinds of noises any random time, 2.17 in the morning, 5.15 in the morning. It can be as late for some caregivers as 11.58. Some caregivers have to go to bed at 8 o'clock because they have a shift that starts at 4 a.m. So listen, if you're the recipient of care, give some thanks. Have some mercy. A thank you helps us out a lot. I tell my mom all the time, where are your manners? And she laughs because that was what she used to tell me. And so now it's our joke when I do things for her because she has commanded and demanded. That's what we do with the Lord, right? Lord, I need you to. And Lord, you're going to have to. And Lord, hey, what about such and such? I'm really tired of such and such. I really need you to do this. That's what we say. Then he does it. And then we don't even thank him. What nerve? So when you get a new day, you can at least thank him for the yesterday because you're in the new day. Now, if you're like me, the caregiver that I am, I'm usually already in the same day that I went to sleep in and I wake up. In the same day later. So nonetheless, regardless of what kind of caregiver you are, what type of recipient you are, you're still in the day that the Lord has made. Regardless, I thought about that even today. Today is still the day that the Lord has made, even though I went to sleep. In this day, I thought about Genesis 1. God created day and night. That's kind of cool. Have you thought about it, caregivers? Because some caregivers work split shifts. So they end a shift and then they go back later. Yes, some caregivers. So think about it for your life. Is your life a split shift with the Lord? Have you thought about how in the same day you've received goodness, mercies, kindness, blessings, favor from the Lord? But in that same day, did you thank him? So here it is, the day that the Lord has made. A new day for some people because they're in the next day. Now take your time with this. Did you thank him for yesterday? See, even in the beginning of 2024, I know the big hot one. There's more in 24. Okay, all the churches are hyped up on that one. That's nice. But you can always thank him for the before 24. Did you catch that? I do that often. It doesn't take much for me to reflect on the goodness of the Lord. There's a beautiful song that's very popular right now. And a part of that song says, all my life you have been faithful. Sometimes unless you've been cheated on, you don't really understand what faithfulness is in a relationship. So I don't recall the Lord cheating on me. And I don't recall being cheated by the Lord. A lot of people cheated off my papers in school, but hey, Think about it. If you're that person that's having someone cheat on you, how does that make you feel? Caregivers, are you cheating? Are your clients caregivers? Are you cheating people? 
on paper? Integrity, remember I told you, judges, I'm not going to judge you, but you know you cheated on that paperwork. That's between you and the Lord. Now, recipients of care, are you cheating the caregiver? Are you cheating them out of their thanks? Are you cheating them out of, I appreciate you? Are you cheating them? Even though you think it, but you don't say it, that's a form of cheating? Yes. It's the same way we don't thank the Lord for everything. That was what I woke up with today. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus concerning me, Lorraine. So I have a Bible that has a Matthew 6, and in it, these guys called the disciples, they hung around with Jesus all the time. They wanted to be like him. He was their mentor. Let's put it that way. And they really wanted to do things the way he did them. And I love what they said to him. Now, if you get your Bible, whatever you do, read it. Make sure you see it for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. That's half of what's wrong with us in America today. We just take someone else's word and that's it. We don't investigate. We don't research. We don't read it. Read what? Whatever it is. And then we walk in the ignorance and we're good with that. Uh Uh-huh. What is that called? Uh, Judgment? No. That's my truth. That's my experience. That's what I've seen. That's what I felt. Now, as for you, you read Matthew 6. It's so easy. But when you read it, make sure you see the part where they said, who's they? The disciples? They told Jesus, listen, man, we want to be able to do things like you. You got to teach us. They saw him do all these works, even in Matthew 6. Yes. Did you read Matthew 5? Check it out and go see. So this is what he told those people on this big Sermon on the Mount. Make certain you do not perform your religious duties in public so that people will see what you do. If you do these things publicly, you will not have any reward from your Father in heaven. Caregivers, a lot of people don't get to see what you do. You do it in private, but the Lord sees it. Be like Jesus. Do the work, do it well, and do it like someone is watching, because the Lord is. And when you do it well, make sure you say, Thank you, Lord. I made it through another day or even night. You've been listening to Carrying the Burden with me, Lorraine Carroll, right here on KPRZ 1210 AM, sunny San Diego. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.